Hey guys, thank you for joining me for this video. This is on Enneagram Type 7, a basic overview, understanding, and then I want to provide some help, some encouragement, and uh, some steps to uh, healing for the 7. Uh, this one is very personal to me. It's very close to my heart because I uh, am a Type 7. Um, and uh, I wish I could have had this information a lot sooner in my life when I was a teenager. It would have helped me understand uh, much more about um, uh, myself and how I relate to the world and the strengths and weaknesses that I have as a type 7 and it would have probably saved me from a lot of frustration in life but I hope that this will encourage you if you are a 7 or you uh, are close to someone in your life maybe you're raising a child or a husband or some or wife that's a 7 this will I think give you a lot more information that will help uh, help you in your journey all right, so type seven is simple in the fact that they just want to be happy. But I think seven can be kind of complex too because um, on the surface, if, if you um, interact with sevens and you don't have a, a, a consistent interaction with seven, if you just see them at work or you just see them at school, you probably think, man, what a great Enneagram type, seven, fun all the time, always raising the energy, always excited. Um, but if you're close to a seven, you might see that there's a darker side, um, a depressed, depressive kind of side to sevens. Uh, one of the books that I've read, it has a kind of like the, the possible um, psychological problems that could develop in the extreme unhealth for each type. And I think the seven, if I remember right, I think it was bipolar. Um, and sevens can kind of seem like that, like they're really up when they're up and then they can kind of get really down when they're down. Sevens bring energy into the room. Um, their superpower is joy. And so they bring energy and joy and in, uh, in a level of intensity into a room. But when they're unhealthy or they're frustrated or stressed, they can do exactly the opposite. They can just suck all the energy out of a room and not even really know maybe that they're doing that. Um, but they can just suck the energy, suck the life, suck the joy out of the room as well. Um, so sevens are driven toward anything that promises them happiness. That's the simple goal is happiness. Kind of the childhood message that sevens got was you're on your own kid. Uh, so entertain yourself. So, um, you know, if you, uh, if you don't have anything to do, then you better find something to do. And so sevens are always in a, a perpetual search for something to do, something to occupy and stimulate their, their mind, stimulate their um, uh, emotions, to stimulate themselves. Um, it can be food. It can be experiences. Uh, it can be collecting. Sevens are often connoisseurs and collectors um, because there's always something out there that that you need to add and so of course the the sin or the you know the passion of the seven is gluttony uh, that continual search for something external that will fill the emptiness or fill the void inside make me happy um so there's this sense you know and of course sevens five six and seven are in the fear uh category and i think you could say it in a couple of different ways. One is the seven is afraid of missing out. So they have that fear of missing out. The sevens out. also have a fear of maybe going deep internally and exploring the deep emotions and especially the dark things of life or the mundane things of life, the tedious, the boring, the, um, um, the things of life that, um, you know, are challenging, the emotional deep stuff um sevens want to focus on the external world they want to focus it's kind of like the deep inner world is dark and scary and you know why focus on that what that doesn't make you happy that doesn't bring joy um focus on the external world on everything that's glittery sparkly shiny um and um so there's a there's a, a fear of maybe taking time to go deep and sit with difficult things or sit with difficult emotions but of course that can be problematic because life is ups and downs and life is darks and lights and the lights are are brighter when you've experienced and allowed yourself to sit with and experience darkness um, so it's important to let yourself experience darkness it's important to let yourself experience pain and sorrow and boredom and all those things um, but it's kind of like what sevens do is they dial down the volume on their feelings because they don't want to experience the difficult feelings um, their thinking 
is turned all the way up and action is turned up uh, but the feelings is turned way down and so they're always thinking about what actions they need to take in order to experience happy joyful feelings um, but if you could if if sevens could learn to turn the volume up on their feelings volume up on their emotions and allow themselves to experience the difficult painful feelings then the joyful happy feelings um, would be at a louder volume as well uh, I like to think of it like this if if you go outside and and it's sunny day and you come in you go outside it's sunny day you come in and then you go outside one day and it's raining and there's a thunderstorm it's like seven say oh that was terrible I don't like that rain and thunderstorm outside I'm never going outside again so they stay inside but everybody else continues to go in and out you know every day some days are sunny some days are rainy but the seven doesn't want to go out and experience rain anymore because it was too scary it was too terrible it was too terrifying and it was just a bad experience so what do they do they they uh, they're always trying to climb up to the window and creating new ways to get to sunlight they're trying to get to the sunlight they're trying to get to the light and so they they come up with all these cockamamie crazy you know um, ways to try to get to sunlight and try to experience sunlight because they won't let themselves go out um, and experience the full breadth of sunlight and rain so on sunny days they're always trying to get more sunlight and they're trying to you know bring that sunlight in um, but if they could just learn to accept the difficult rainy scary things then they could go outside on the front porch and experience you know the sunlight in fullness so that kind of that that metaphor kind of helps me understand you know why sevens get you know so um, I come up with so many you know ways of trying to raise the intensity and try to uh, experience happiness it's because it's like the emotions have been turned down and if they could learn to turn the volume up and let themselves experience the difficult painful things then the they might be content with less um, in terms of stimulation to keep to, to make them happy okay so let's talk about um, um, sevens want to keep things lighthearted uh, I'm just looking at my notes here uh, their superpower is positive thinking and to see interesting ideas and possibilities and what could be it's almost all the time everywhere it's like the brain is always what can I think about next what could what and, and I think that sevens can get excited they're called enthusiasts they can get excited about just about anything that strikes their fancy that just you know catches their attention they can get excited about it and they'll be excited about it for maybe two months three months and then they kind of get bored with it and they move on to the next next big topic um, I knew a seven that was knew everything to know about coffee you know and was gonna start a coffee business uh, but sometimes you know it, it can get hard to actually take real action because real action involves discipline structure details and that's a lot of things that sevens don't want to sit with they want to sit with big concepts innovative ideas um, and they want to you know get their brain focused on something and they enjoy that stimulation and all that processing but then actually carrying stuff out requires follow-through discipline tedious work and that's when you often lose sevens is they kind of like then move on to the next you know uh, and they'll become not experts in something because they don't sit with anything often long enough to become experts at it unless they discipline themselves and learn to discipline themselves but they kind of like get a general mastery of subjects um, they'll get a general mastery to they feel like well I know enough about this subject that I feel like I can move on to something else or I just lose interest in this subject because I know the basics of it and they'll do the same thing with instruments you know they'll pick up a, you know piano they'll just you know watch videos or talk to people or maybe um, you know uh, practice and they'll and they'll they'll get to where they they know enough to play the guitar play the piano or, or speak a different language so they get you know comfortable in it and then they very likely will lose interest and move on never really mastering anything and that's why I think we're also called the epicures uh, you know the generalists who like to generalize and know a lot about 
a, a lot of things, but not really know everything about anything. So generalists, um, and I think that comes from that, you know, that desire to sort of the defining statement of a seven is life is a banquet, sample everything. And so just like, you know, they're driven to sample um, food and sample experiences, they sample knowledge as well. Not really wanting to dive down deep into any one subject. They like to keep their options open and sample broadly. Um, because fear of missing out. I'm afraid I might be missing out on some experience or some bit of information or some uh, uh, knowledge out there. And so I want to sample. So there's this drivenness to sample because you don't, because the fear of missing out. They f can lose touch with their emotions. Um, they tend to re, we sevens tend to reframe painful experiences um, that happen to us and then also ones that we've created. And so sevens have a hard time maybe dealing with apologies. And it's not because sevens are, so are not sorry for what they've done, but if I acknowledge what I did, uh, then I acknowledge that I hurt you in some way and sevens don't want to experience hurt and they don't want to cause hurt. Um, as a general rule, we want to stay away from painful things. So we tend to reframe what's happened to us in a more positive way, especially Christians. Christians will say things like, well, you know, I think the Lord worked it out for the best. And even though I lost my job, you know, I see that that door was closed, but you know, God's opened another door over here. So I guess it's all worked out for the best. They like to get to, you know, that place. I think they sevens have a hard time sitting with bad things happen and bad things happen to people that don't deserve it or are innocent. And so we don't want to sit with bad things, painful things. And so we want to get to the point where we can say, well, I, now I think I understand why this happened and it served for the good. And, and we want to reframe things into positive all the time. And even if we do something to someone else, well, you know, I didn't really mean to say that. I didn't really mean to do that. I, I'm, I, I was just, you know, uh, I, I wasn't really thinking and, I, and it can be hard for sevens to, to apologize because they have to own that they caused pain, that, that the very thing they run away from is what they brought. And sevens do cause pain. That running from one experience to another keeps seven sometimes from being locked in and committed. And so, you know, you can just imagine as a dad, uh, if you're not committed uh, to your kids and committed to your family and you're wondering what's on the other side all the time and wondering, I mean, sevens can bring a lot of pain into this life. They can kind of leave a trail of, of broken promises behind them if they're, if they're not, you know, structured, disciplined and healthy. Um, you know, they can make a lot of promises and make a lot of commitments that they don't follow through on, which brings a lot of pain and misery and heartache behind them. And again, I don't think this is intentional. Um, it's just something better came along, and so we're going to take the better deal. You know, for example, we might make plans with someone. Hey, Jack, let's go out and go fishing this weekend. Well, then Marty says, you know, he's got two tickets to the football game. Well, that's a better, more stimulating and maybe that seems like a more exciting, or maybe you like Marty better. And so at the last minute, sorry, Jack, I'm not going fishing. Something else came up, you know, and, and sevens love that escape hatch. You know, whatever something gets boring, you go to a, you know, a, a show or a concert or a kid's program or something. They want to, they want to keep their options open. And well, if this doesn't work out, then I've got this other thing that I can go to. I can hit the escape button and I can fan them out of this place and I can fan them over to somewhere else uh, because I don't want to sit with something that's boring or something that's tedious or something that's monotonous uh, because I might be missing out on something that could be more fun. It could be more stimulating. It could be more exciting. You'll see sevens always trying to raise the energy. This is why I think a lot of sevens are comedians. Uh, is because they're good at synthesizing things from two different worlds, bringing them together and, um, and raising the energy in the room. Because when you raise the energy, then everything's okay, right? We're all laughing, so we don't have anything to be afraid of. There's that, that avoidance of fear, is when I sit alone and get quiet, then I have to sit and think about the deep things of life and you know what my life means and the purpose of it and where I'm going and where I'm headed. And those things are deep, heavy thoughts. But if we can keep everybody laughing, we keep the music up, we keep dancing, you know, um, then we can sort of avoid um, those painful or challenging or tedious 
uh, things in this life. And so you'll see sevens always, you know, inserting humor or tapping their feet or, you know, fidgeting because they're always sort of raising the intensity, raising the, uh, the energy. And, and you got to say, well, that's the positive side of it. But what are you moving away from that causes you to want to raise the energy? And that's where the fear, fear comes in. All right. So I think sevens, when, when something difficult happens and, and you've got to, um, go through it, you know, maybe somebody in your family is suffering or, or you, you know, you're getting evicted from your house. Part of what causes the reframing in seven's minds is what do I want to focus my, my thoughts on? Do I want to focus my thoughts on something painful, something sad, or do I want to focus my thoughts on something happy? Well, it seems like a choice. I'm going to focus on what's happy. I'm going to focus on what brings joy and what's positive. Because why would I want to sit and think about something that's that's sad or miserable? Why would I want to think about that? And I think I can learn, sevens can learn a lot from fours in that regard. Is I don't think fours are afraid of deep, you know, melancholy, sad thoughts. Because I think fours, they, they learn things about themselves from those feelings. And they just look at it like it's a part of life and you're going to go through it. And, uh, you know, these things aren't something to run away from. I think sevens can learn a lot from having some deep conversations with fours on this because fours could teach us that there's a richness that can be developed by sitting with difficult things. Look, life's going to have its problems. It's going to have its pain. And you can't always distract yourself and evade those painful experiences, which is what sevens love to do. They love to evade. They evade pain and they evade authority. Sevens evade authority. They don't like to confront authority because sevens know that authority figures have the ability to make our lives miserable, okay? If they want to, they can lock you in the dish room and make you wash dishes all day. And so I need to become, I need to, I need to try to become, the thinking in sevens' mind is I need to become a friend to the authority figure, or at least let them think I'm a friend. That way, you know, I can have some influence. Now, they don't want to combat. They don't usually want to come directly at someone like a one might or an eight might. They want to sort of like use their charm and their personality to sort of build a friendship, a closeness. And that way, you're not going to put me in the dish room, right, Rob? Because we're friends, right? I mean, after all, hey, we're friends. You're not going to put me in the dish room. And so they're trying to evade sometimes uh, difficult tasks and in that sense they're kind of evading authority because they're trying to like sort of run a shenanigan now they may not even think of it like this they may not be aware that this is what they're doing but they're they're, they're trying to like evade the authorities um, uh, discipline on them by sort of like schmoozing up to them like hey principal Stockton how's it going how's your family and so it seems real friendly, but see, if me and principal are friends, then you're not going to send me to detention, right? Come on. We're friends. After all, well, everything we've been through, and that's kind of the way sevens like evade and minimize authority, um, just like they evade pain and difficulties in life. Um, they sort of sidestep with their charm and their charisma and their humor. They try to like evade these difficult things in life. Um, so it seems like a choice. Why focus on the negative when you can focus on the positive? All right. Seven's minds move at a fast pace and they try to outrun and outwit uh, whatever discomfort might uh, arise. And so, like I said, evaders and avoiders, um, they want to keep their options open. They're like proverbial children in a toy story, store, looking at all the options. And man, it's so hard to make a decision because... You know, I don't have that, and I don't have that, and I don't have that. Um, the world is like a giant playground. I think like George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life, he wants to leave Bedford Falls, and he wants to see the world. Within the heart of every seven is this desire to, like, let's just get a van and $1,000, and let's drive across the country. Wouldn't that be great? Let's just drive across the country in a van, and we'll just live in the van. Adventure. Let's see places we've never seen before. Let's. This is what energizes most sevens. Is this? Let's go on an adventure. Let's. Uh, you know. Let's get a taco truck and let's just sell tacos out of a truck and let's just live in the van and let's see America. You know. And then when we're done, let's get in a plane and let's go backpack through Europe. 
um, I'm missing out on all these adventures and all these places. Um, and so they're terrified of missing out. The world feels like it's full of fun, exciting things, uh, opportunities, and they want to experience all of it, at least some of all of it, sample all of it. Um, active minds lead them to explore many different areas of life and they're enthusiastic about whatever they're experiencing. So if you ask a seven, you know, what are you into right now? Chances are that you're going to get, you know, almost like a sales pitch. Oh man, right now I'm so excited about, and then fill in the blank. I'm so excited about, you know, um, some place on a map or some um, activity like golf or bowling or, um, you know, uh, or some hobby that they're into where they're collecting, you know, everything and whatever it is, you're going to hear that passion in their voice, uh, that enthusiasm of, man, right now I'm into. And it literally can be all that they think about. And you can see how a family could get frustrated because families always feel like they get left behind in a sevens world. Because sevens are like on this next enthusiastic adventure where they're learning Spanish or they're all excited about, um, you know, whatever topic it is. And they're all in. I mean, they like dive in and it's like all they think about and all they talk about and all their reading and all their weekends are planned around it. And the rest of the family can feel like, well, dad's off on one of his adventures again, you know. And if you don't want to talk about whatever subject dad wants to talk about, then he doesn't want to talk to you. Okay. So sevens can be impulsive like that, scattered. Um, uh, you know, because all they're thinking about is whatever they're excited about right now. And they can, sometimes it can keep them from making commitments. Sevens hate feeling trapped. They hate feeling deprived. Uh, when they stay still too long, it feels like they're sinking in quicksand. Um, and again, they know that authority figures can create that in their life. And so they want to sort of, you know, relate like friends with authority figures to keep them from, you know, sticking them in uh, schedules and demands on their schedules. And they want to remove that threat, but they want to do it in a non-direct way. Okay. Cause sevens like to be non-direct at times, unless you're a seven, eight, seven wing eight, which is called the realist. And then you might be a little bit more direct than a seven, six. I'm a seven, six. Um, all right. So sevens want to feel like they have a lot of options open to them. They're hesitant to commit to a course of action. We like to plan and it's not necessarily planning like a one plans, you know, a one makes plans and they want all the details and they want to know at this time, we're going to arrive at this hotel and we're going to eat at this restaurant and we're going to, you know, and we're going to spend this day doing these six things. A seven, it's more like, think of planning for sevens. I think it's more like dreaming. There you go. It's more like dreaming. Like this dreamy idea of what this vacation is going to be like. And we could do this and we could rent jet skis and we could go horseback riding and we could rent mopeds. And there's this dreamy idea. But the problem is, is that when you get there, when you arrive at that destination, a lot of times the actual activities don't live up to the dreamy thoughts and plans that the seven had. And so there's this certain level of frustration with what is, and that's, that's characteristic of sevens that the, 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 the activities themselves or the adventures themselves sometimes don't live up to the dreamy idealized plans that the seven has made. And then there's a certain level of disappointment and frustration. And while they're on that current adventure uh, or event, the seven's mind may be thinking about what's coming next and rather being present and being fully engaged in whatever they're doing right now. Sevens are often dreaming and thinking about ways to up this event, up the energy during this event, or thinking about the next, what are we doing next? What's coming next? Again, what am I missing out on? And this can keep sevens from being present to what is and being present to life and can lead to that depression or that frustration that sevens experience because they're seeking happiness, but 
they may not be experiencing happiness. Remember, their emotions are dialed down. And so they're not necessarily experiencing the happiness that they're that they've been so focused and concentrated on attaining. And you know, here's a sentence that might might help a lot of sevens is when you focus on happiness in life, you're just going to make yourself miserable. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Happiness is a byproduct usually, and not something that you can directly you know attain. I think of sevens like this, like. When you when you need everything, then you can't really enjoy anything. All right, let that let that sink in for a minute. When you need everything, when when you want everything, then anything that you have, there's something else that you don't have. And so that need for everything keeps you from enjoying anything, any one thing. And that desire to do fun things can keep you from doing anything fun. Let that sink in. Now, if you're a seven, man, this is gold. I hope you're writing stuff down. I hope you're paying attention because this is life-changing stuff that I've had to learn. The Enneagram has taught me. I've had to learn, okay? If you could focus on doing things in a fun way, then everything could be fun. But when you're just focused on what fun thing could I do next, then anything you do isn't necessarily any fun. So I don't have any tattoos, but if I had a tattoo, if I had a tattoo, I think my tattoo would say, do fun things. I mean, not do fun things. That's the opposite of what I mean. I would have a tattoo that says, do things fun. Because sevens are all about, you know, I want to do something fun. But you can do anything in a fun way if you'll let yourself. If you quit focusing on what's missing. Quit focusing on what you don't have. And just focus on the activity itself. Then you could bring fun into it. I mean, you could wash dishes, you know, in a fun way if you would allow yourself to. But if you're washing dishes thinking, this is stupid, this is lame. Why aren't we, you know, at a condo right now in Paris? Why aren't we traveling the globe? Why aren't we riding on the back of elephants in India? I'm telling you, this is the kind of stuff that sevens are thinking about, is why aren't we right now exploring a coffee plantation in Guatemala? Why aren't we, you know, hitchhiking around the, the country? Why aren't we you know, and so when you're washing dishes and all you can think about is how come we're not doing something fun and exciting, you're going to be frustrated. But if you wash dishes and you say, you know what, maybe I could turn some music on. Maybe I could dance while I'm washing dishes. Maybe I could have a conversation with the other person in the room. Maybe I could listen to a podcast. Maybe there's other ways to kind of do dishes in a fun way. So if I had a tattoo, I think I'd get do things fun. Because you can do anything fun. And that's the cool thing about sevens. You can bring joy anywhere you're at. If you will let yourself. If you will let yourself. You can bring joy into any experience. But if you're thinking about what you're missing out on. And how this could be better. And why this is lame. And how'd you get roped into this. Then anything you do. No matter how quote unquote fun it is. Is going to be frustrating to you. Okay. So sevens want to maintain their freedom happiness to enjoy themselves and avoid missing out on exciting experiences they want to stay up they want to evade everything that causes pain uh continual pursuit of happiness actually causes them uh, a lot of unnecessary pain think the prodigal son okay you get money what does he do you know, an eight wants to get rich because then they won't need anybody. Then they can say, y'all just stay outside my door. I don't need you because I, I don't have to work and work for you. I can just take care of myself. I think that's why eights, that independence, independence is what eights want. I think threes want to get wealthy because they can show everybody, look, look what I've accomplished. Look at what I've attained. Look at what I've, you know, and the prestige that comes with driving the right car and living in the right neighborhood. Sevens want to get wealthy for the totally different reason. Because it's like tickets to whatever you want to do in life. And the more money means when I could experience more things. I could have more adventures. I could be free from the cons confines of a tedious work environment and I could go explore. I could go see the world. 
Sevens are on a, 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 a and so a prodigal son, think about it. He gets money, what does he do? He goes and he blows it, you know? And um, then what happens? He ends up with the pigs. And so sevens, I think, can, in their pursuit of enjoyment and happiness, it can end up causing them. So gluttony not only is our sin, but gluttony is kind of our source of, of pain, our source of frustration, because that continual search for more keeps us from ever really enjoying what we have in front of us. See, the grass is always greener, so you can never, you can never live anywhere. You can never set your roots down and set your home and establish your home because the grass is always greener somewhere else. So it's hard to make a commitment, but real joy in life comes from the long-term commitments we make in life. Okay? Um, so I think of the seven as, you know, the child that's standing there in the front room holding a DVD in their hand crying. Why well, I want to watch this movie. I want to watch this movie. Well, the family's watching a movie. I don't want to watch that movie. I want to watch this movie. And so they can't enjoy the movie that's on because they want to watch the one that we're not watching. I want to watch this one. I want to watch it. And so they're making themselves miserable and everybody else miserable because they won't just sit down and enjoy what everybody's doing because I want to watch the one we're not watching. Sevens want to know what else is on TV. And so they don't, they may have a hard time, you know, being able to allow themselves to watch a television show because, well, I might be missing something on the other channel. I'm telling you, not only what else is on TV, but when I sit down to watch television, sometimes I think to myself, you know, I really should start reading that book that I've got sitting on my shelf. And then I think, well, you know, I've got this comic book over here that I enjoy, and I haven't looked at that in a while. I really should start looking at that. And, you know, and I also need to go clean the pool filter. And I also ought to, I better write. And it's like, it's like these random things of what else I could be doing start vying to push away what I'm doing. And it's almost like you have to tell yourself, well, you have to, Enneagram teaches us, you have to distance yourself from your personality and your impulses and say, wait a minute now, why can't I just enjoy what I'm doing right now? Why do I have to feel frustrated that I'm not doing something else? Let that go. That's just an impulse. Let it go and just come back to what I'm doing right now and enjoy what I'm doing right now. And that's the real challenge for a seven is let the impulse pass and say, I'm not missing out on something. Well, I'm always missing out on something. There you go. Look at it the other way. You were always missing out on something. You, anytime you choose to do one thing, then you've chosen not to do everything else. So you're always missing out on something. So can I live with that? Is that okay? Yeah, I can live with that. Because if I, if I can't, then I can't enjoy whatever I'm choosing to do right now. And if I'm really choosing to do one thing right now, then let's just choose to do that one thing. And let's fully show up and be present to that one thing. And that's when sevens start to like get healthy. Is when they focus on what the one thing is they're doing and get all in and invested in that one thing. Rather than what am I missing out on or what else could I be doing or what, what should we be doing that we're not doing right now. All right. So sevens are always kind of like leaving the insufficient here for the more promising there. Okay, and that's what keeps our engines revved up, but that's also what brings depression in our life is the insufficient here, the insufficient now, the insufficient this place, the insufficient this home, the insufficient this city, the insufficient this vacation. You see? See how sevens get frustrated? Is whatever they're doing right now seems insufficient. And what's over there what's tomorrow, what's going to happen tonight, that seems more promising. But then when you get to there, there just becomes the insufficient here again. I hope this is clicking with you guys that aren't sevens, that you're starting to understand the frustration and why your person in your life you know, can get frustrated and be so up and then be so down. And what's going on? This is what's going on. All right, so they're tempted to think that fulfillment exists somewhere outside of themselves. There, that's why we're gluttons, because we're looking for something outside, you know, to experience or to take in that's going to then make us happy. All right. Um, always needing something to look forward. The lie they believe is that more of a good thing is always better. But more of a good thing is not always better. 
you eat a piece of cake, that's really good, right? Don't eat the whole cake. More isn't always better, all right? Because what happens when you eat all the cake all the time? Well, at some point you can't walk, right? At some point you have health problems. And so more sometimes brings more pain. So sevens have to like limit themselves. That's why I think I'm, I'm glad I'm a seven six because that six wing in me, that wing of caution, that wing of what is everybody else doing, that, in, that wing of I'm gonna have to live with this has helped me in life to sort of caution myself and keep myself from maybe, you know, going too far. All right, so the lie they believe is more of a good thing is always better. Um, when you when you go, you know, you eat a whole cake, you know, then maybe next time you think, well, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to eat another whole cake. And your appetite, what, becomes more and more, uh, your, your satisfaction level becomes um, more and more um, difficult to attain. So you think like, the Rolling Stones, you know, I can't get no satisfaction because it takes more and more stimulation to uh, to try to attain that level of satisfaction. The rational is so sevens like to rationalize why they do stupid things that we do, um, which rationalization is just when you invent reasons to do what you want to do. The problem is to be satisfied requires that we have to really be satisfied in life. Doesn't mean we need more stuff. Okay, to be satisfied in life means that we need to be fully present to the experience we're having right now. Okay, if you want to be satisfied with your spouse or satisfied with your family or satisfied with your vacation or satisfied with your dessert or your dinner, it's not about I need more. It's about I need to be more present with what I'm doing right now. I mean, think about it like this. You could eat, you could get like, 20 Oreo cookies and woof them down, okay, in like five minutes, three minutes. You woof down 20 Oreo cookies. And there's a certain level of satisfaction that comes from that. Let's just say it's at a level five. Or you could eat three Oreo cookies and slow down and really take time to be present and enjoy that experience and maybe stretch it out for five or six minutes and your level of satisfaction could be at least at the five maybe even more if you would slow down and be present to that experience that's what sevens need to learn is to slow down and be present and fully show up to the experiences of life let yourself experience the pain when there's pain or sorrow and all that but be fully present to the joys of life and don't skip past them to get to the next I got to get done with these Oreos because there's also Reese's peanut butter cups there and I'm going to eat those too. And instead of being a glutton, learn to appreciate the little experiences in life as they are. So gluttony is not only our sin, but the source of our suffering because it brings suffering into our life and suffering into everybody else's life that has to live with us. Um, sevens can live in the present when sevens can live on the in the present without focusing on how things could be better how things could be amped up they open themselves up to life as it is to experiencing life as it is so we got to let go of our quest for enjoyable experiences in favor for being with the truth of the way things really are allow themselves to enter reality without needing to reach out for more or to get away from things as they are. Um, if I if I just want dessert because it's happy, then I miss dinner. And guess what? When you only eat dessert, you're still hungry. Okay? And sevens are still hungry all the time. Where threes, I think, are hungry to make a difference, you know, make an impact. And fours might be hungry for their identity and for some meaningful something meaningful. Threes are hungry to like be successful. Sevens are hungry for what else is out there. But that's because we're only eating dessert. We only want to eat what makes us happy. But you got to eat the broccoli and the rice and the, you know, you got to eat the dinner, the meal as it is in its fullness. When you eat the meal as it is in its fullness, then what? You're full, which is what sevens aren't, full. The reason why we're so edgy and antsy all the time is because we're not full. 
we eat dessert and you know dessert comes in a bowl like this dinner comes on a plate dessert comes in a little bowl we eat that oh that's good oh that's a great and then we're still hungry and then we're looking at what else is out there that we could but we don't see we won't eat the difficult things in life we don't want to experience those so we're always hungry because we're avoiding right and there's that fear that anxiety um so what are some examples of people? Well, you probably got all kinds of examples in your mind. You may know a whole long list of people that in Hollywood and celebrities that are sevens. Let me just give you a few. Fred and George Weasley on Harry Potter. Michael Scott on The Office. Andy Dwyer on Parks and Recreation. Kramer on Seinfeld. Phil on Modern Family. Probably of all the characters on TV, I relate most to Phil because he's probably a seven wing six on Modern Family. The Little Mermaid, Ariel what she's not happy in the world she's in she longs to be up there that's where everything's going to be great right she almost gets killed up there you know and her boyfriend almost gets killed um little mermaid peter pan miguel on coco is a classic seven if you have watched that dick van dyke carol burnett um benjamin franklin thomas jefferson uh katie perry brad pitt Jim Carrey, Jimmy Fallon, Mike Myers. I mean, these are kings of comedy, right? They want to up the energy. Jim Carrey, who ups the energy more than Jim Carrey? Go back and watch his movies. I mean, he's always bringing the energy up. But see, that's the thing. Why do you feel compelled and impulse to do that? Well, see, if we're all laughing, if everybody's having a good time, then there's nothing to be afraid of, right? Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers, Howard Stern, Charlie Sheen, David Lee Roth, Michael J. Fox, Robin Williams. Think about that, Robin Williams. Talk about the highs and lows, right? What? How far will a seven go to escape pain? Who ups the energy more than Robin Williams? So there you can see really clearly in a person the positive, you know, the light side and the dark side of of sevens uh, i think if you're going to look in the bible solomon is a good example of somebody who kind of is a healthy seven who's like i tried everything i did everything and it's all doesn't bring happiness and satisfaction all right so you might investigate the book of ecclesiastes if you want to under under stress sevens go to what they go to a, they go to a, a an assertive seven and assertive i think sevens it's not that they that they like take over your will but they kind of take over a room okay um sevens go to a assertive sevens go to a compliant one when sevens are under stress it's kind of like they're saying you know what this is lame this is stupid this is not this we're not vacationing in hawaii so what's the difference let's just go to the thing and let's just do what needs to be done that's when sevens go to that dark under stress they're like we're not going to be able to go to Disney World. Let's just cut the grass and clean the pool and just do what has to be done. Let's just go to the grocery and we're just going to grocery shopping. And it's just kind of like, like, let's just get the list of what has to be done. Let's just endure, persevere, and get the stuff done. Another way in which sevens go to one is like when sevens, think of them like always with the perpetual credit card. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's buy this. Let's get this. Well, eventually the credit card bill comes due. And now you're with the pigs. And now you got to feed the pigs. Now you got to pay for all the experiences that you had to have. Probably in every seven's life, there's a pile of rubble and nonsense in some garage or closet somewhere of things that promise to bring happiness. And here's what, when you go get that next thing, realize it's probably going to end up on that pile eventually. So do I really need it? And that's when sevens go to five, health. Because fives, what? Are withdrawn minimalists. Fives don't want a lot in life. They, they like one pair of clothes. I got my laptop. They may even forget to take showers because they don't necessarily need a lot in life to keep them happy. They want to dive deep into information. And one of the ways in which sevens move in health is they become like fives in that they invest themselves fully into something. And they also kind of don't need everything like fives, investigators. They realize, you know, I don't need all this other stuff to make me happy. When sevens move to health, they look like they look like a five.
a withdrawn five. They don't need to be the center of attention. They don't need to raise the energy everywhere they go. They can kind of withdraw, get alone by themselves, focus on something, and they recognize they don't need everything to, to make them happy. But everything you need for happiness is already right there. It's already available to you. Man, this is good stuff. Seven wing six is called the entertainer. Um, energetic, quick-witted, but also cautious. Outgoing, cooperative. The seven wing eight is called the realist. And I think that kind of is because like like Howard Stern is probably that. They're gonna they're gonna assert their words and comments um, in a very direct way and maybe be a little bit more compelled to do whatever it takes to reach that level of happiness. So it might be a little more gluttonous than the seven wing six. A little bit more challenge oriented, a little bit more eight, a little bit more eight energy. Like something out there is gonna make me happy and I'm gonna get it no matter what. I think that eight's gonna drive them a little bit harder than the seven wing six. Okay, let's summarize. The basic fear being trapped in pain, boredom, and deprivation. The basic desire is to be satisfied, content, and happy and to have their needs fulfilled, quote unquote, their needs, maybe just their wants. The basic belief that sevens have is, I'm a happy, upbeat, enthusiastic person. But the hidden complaint of a seven is, although I'm happier, I'd be a lot happier if I had XYZ. If I could go do XYZ. If I got the next thing I wanted, or did the next thing I thought about doing, then I'd be a lot happier. Healing begins for sevens when they can learn to say, maybe what I already have is enough. Even as I say that, I recoil as I say that as a seven. But that's really five energy, right? What I have is enough. I don't need anything. I'm good. Um, maybe what I already have is enough. Maybe there's nowhere else I need to be right now. Maybe I'm not missing out on anything worthwhile. Maybe what I'm doing is all I need to be doing. Sevens let go of their belief that they require something else, some specific object or some specific experience to be fulfilled. And they learn to become fully present and fully appreciate what is going on right now in front of them and allow themselves to be satisfied by it and nourished by it. So good. All right, steps for healing, 10 of them. Go through them quick. One, if you're a seven, here's your steps to health. Recognize your impulsiveness and get in the habit of observing your impulses instead of acting on all of them. All right, number two, learn to listen to other people. Learn to be silent. Learn to just be in solitude. Get away from all the noise, TVs, computers, phones. Put it all down and just sit in a rocking chair and be quiet for 15 minutes and just let your thoughts run until they quiet themselves, okay? And then listen to the birds or listen to the trees blow in the wind or just think about how much you love and appreciate somebody in your life. And the less stimulation you get in your life, the more satisfied you'll be by the stimulation that you have in your life. You might want to rewind that and listen to that a couple times. All right, number three. You don't have to have everything this moment. Make yourself wait. When you feel the impulse to go and do or to acquire something else, make yourself wait a week and see if you still want it and see if you can be happy without it. It's like a muscle. Just try to discipline yourself that's that one thing, right? Go to one and just say, ah, it's foolishness. I can make myself wait and see if you can wait. And then at the end of the week, see, do I still want this thing? Do I still really even care about it? Chances are you've moved on to something else. All right. Number four, always choose quality over quantity. More isn't always better. Better is better. Okay. Five, make sure that you what you want right now will really be good for you in the long run. Don't just ask, what do I want to get? Ask yourself, uh, or what do I want to do? Ask yourself, do I want to have done what it is I'm about to do? Do I really want to have eaten that food? Not what do I want to eat right now, but will I be happy with myself if I've eaten all that? Will I be, will what, what I want right now, will it ruin other things in my life if I go and do it? Will it ruin relationships or will it ruin, okay, try to get a longer view and not just what do I feel impulse to do right now. Realize it's just impulses. You don't have to act on impulses. You can let them pass. 
But it's going to be painful, but you got to sit with that pain. It's good for you. All right, six. Happiness usually comes as a byproduct. All right, I kind of hinted at that earlier. Happiness is a byproduct of doing something that makes a difference. Doing something worthwhile. You can find extreme happiness and pleasure by doing a puzzle with one of your children. If you'll focus on just doing that and not what else could we be doing or how could we amp this up, happiness is a byproduct. And when you think about this idealized, oh man, it would be great if we were sitting at a club and a bar and everybody was laughing and I was telling stories and everybody was around, all my friends. Okay. Think about what that idealized picture looks like and then work to bring elements of that into the right now. So if everybody's laughing and telling stories, why can't you just laugh and tell stories right now with the people that you're with? Why do you have to be on some adventure, you know, in Las Vegas or somewhere, you know, before you can just bring some of that joy into what you're doing right now? Remember, your superpower is joy. But you're not going to have joy if if you feel like you're missing out on something the way it could be better. Well, bring better into what you're doing right now. All right, seven. Beware of your tendency to get out of control. Your big dreams, your big ideals, your big enthusiasm can kind of get you like a snowball, hyped up and running so fast that you leave everybody behind you and you're kind of out of control. Eight, watch what you say out loud. I know you have a quick wit, you're funny, you have a sharp humor. But it's not worth getting that joke off or getting that, you know, that funny thing off if it hurts somebody and ruins a relationship. So be careful about what you say out loud. Nine, it's not your job to keep everybody up all the time. So you can relax and you can calm down. It's fine. You don't have to raise the energy everywhere you go. Just be present. Be present with everybody. Don't be a character. Be you, but be present with everybody. Um... And when you, when you feel like you've got to run away from some painful thing, just realize that painful thing's already happened in life and you're okay. You've made it through it. So sitting and letting yourself feel the emotions that you should feel as a result of it isn't going to kill you or make it worse. It feels like it's going to, you're going to get trapped in it, but you're not. It's already happened. It's in the past. And now it's natural and normal for you to grieve or feel that pain or experience that loss. Let yourself experience that. It'll make you deeper and richer and make you be better able to experience the pleasures that come from the joys of life. You won't have to amp everything up to try to get that joy. It'll just, you've allowed yourself to learn to experience weather as it is, rain. So now you can experience sunshine more fully. All right, last thing, number 10. You have the capacity for intense joy and to bring the joy to others. And the way that happens is not, we gotta go do something new, we gotta go do something else. The way you bring joy and the way you uh, experience joy is by getting in touch with, here it is, the key, gratitude, thanksgiving. You got to be thankful for what you have. You got to be thankful for what you don't have. And when you let yourself experience, Thanksgiving is probably the most important holiday for for a seven. The one we like is Christmas, right? But the one we need is Thanksgiving. Because when I'm thankful for what I have, guess what? I'm not focused on what I don't have. Sit and think about that for a while. All right. Love you guys. Thank you all for watching this video. Like, comment, and subscribe. I'm here to help you on this journey. You're helping me on this journey. We're in this together. All right. Take care, guys.